So now I'm going to light the rest of the candles. Or not all, all but one. As in Advent, as we talked about this time of year, it's considered the coming forth of the Christ within. The, as I said last week, the problem for me with that is it always sounds like it's going to happen next week or in two weeks. And suddenly we're going to wake up to it. And to me, it's all present and it's all now. And so we use this ritual, which I had never heard of as a child. I'll be honest with you. I'd never heard of Advent. And I came into Unity and Unity took it from more traditional religions. And, and I liked it because we need reminders and we need new ways and different ways throughout the year to remind us of what's possible. And so I'm going to light this little baby candle. And I'm going to light the first candle of Advent that we lit two weeks ago, the candle of hope. No, two weeks ago was peace. We did peace. I switched them up. So the candle of peace... The peace that passes all understanding. And if we get that, it's like, how could I be peaceful with all this? I don't understand. Therefore, the peace that passes all understanding. It's really very simple. And then we write, we, we light last week's candle, candle of hope. Now, hope implies the future, but it's right now that I'm hoping this because I have faith that it's possible. And I, and I, you know, for some things, I know it can't, some things can't happen right now, but I know they will. And so it is my hope that I'll be ready when it takes place. Today, we light the pink candle, the third candle of Advent, which is joy. Joy is an innate quality of God that lives within us. And it's here whether I'm aware of it or not. And that's why I, I, I call today's talk, There is Joy in My Gut. Isn't that eloquent? Isn't that beautiful? There is joy in my gut. Because one day, several years ago, I woke up and realized, because I, I was having a hard day, and I thought, but I still feel okay here. I felt, oh, there is happiness here. Let up my pants. Uh, thank goodness I need to do that. A few weeks ago, I didn't have to. And so, uh, there is joy, you know, right down in the middle here. And uh, I don't have to feel it, but I know it's here. And the reason there is joy in my gut is due to my faith. It's due to my faith that there is good within me, whether I know it or not. And there is good in my neighbor, whether they know it or I know it or not. Because I've got a built-in forgetter, and I don't like to keep forget to keep uh, reminding us of that, but I or affirming it. But I do. I for, I for frequently forget throughout the day. Anybody? It's just me that forgets. Yeah, like I said earlier, traffic happens, things happen. But to to realize, oh, I uh, I also seem to have a built-in rememberer, and it comes back to me at sometimes the oddest times. To remember, oh, there is good here that I'm not aware of. There is good here that I forgot. And, I, and if I ask, if I go within and ask, because that's where the voice is. I don't go to the sky and ask. I go within and ask and say, what is the good here? Now, the funny part is I don't always get an answer that I can hear. But I know if I have asked, I have been told. 
I know this without a doubt. And one could say, well, how do you know this without a doubt? And I say, I just do. And if you paid attention, you would too. I didn't mean to rhyme. But, you know, in, in that, uh, and that's why we have cause to be joyful and joy-filled. There is good here. And I don't know how I know, but I know that I know. And, and so I, I go through my life. And, and so these, these qualities of Advent, next week is love. But to look at it, hmm, I have hope that this will fall away and the love that is will be revealed. And so I can just calm down and live in the peace of it. And uh, no, there's joy in me. It's natural. It's normal. I don't manufacture joy. I might have to decide to be happy, but I don't manufacture joy. Joy is just something that's here. It's not something that's there. It's something that's here. There's joy in my gut. And I don't know why, but I know there is because I've experienced it over and over and over again. And it's what sometimes will allow me to interrupt a different type of thought, a less joyful thought, and say, oh, I don't want to carry out this thought. It's also what will let me laugh, oh, so laugh, at things that other people take very seriously. It's what when sometimes people come to me and say, you know, this happened. I say, oh, good for you. And they'll, what? What do you mean good for me? And it's like, this is your opportunity to forgive. This is your opportunity to, to be grateful in a place where you may have forgotten to be grateful. There, there's a lot of my life that at one time I would have said, how awful. But it isn't so awful. I have a, most of my good comes from what a lot of society calls awful. And that, that good, it comes from the past and behaviors in the past and circumstances in the past. And if you look at them truthfully and honestly and you look at your part in them and you make your amends for your part in them and, and, and what did somebody recently say? Don't make amends unless you don't plan to do that again. You know, don't make amends because you're stealing from somebody unless you plan to not steal anymore. And, and that made sense to me. But, but I, uh, to, to look at it all and say, oh, there's joy in me because of my past. And it may not have felt very, what we would call good at the time. It may not have felt easy or pleasant at the time. But... I can see all the good that has come from it as a result of that particular, in quotes, bad. Now, what happened there? Uh, what is it? Is it? I believe it is Joseph and the, uh, when his brothers betrayed him all over the place there in Genesis. And at the end, he, the, his brothers came and apologized once they woke up and realized what they'd done. And they said, oh, no, no, no. What you meant for evil, God meant for good. Look at all the good that has come out of of what you did the horrible terrible things you did uh look at all the good how much i how many people i've helped how much present i've been and look where i am today 
look at where I am today. I'm the king. <laughs> you know, and it's, life is good, but only because of what had taken place. And so, would you be willing at this point, when something unpleasant is taking place, to say, good is going to come from this. Good is already in action from this. Good is, and that takes some work. It really, that takes some spiritual work, mental, emotional work to say, okay, I don't like it, but I know good is coming from it. I am, well, I am blessed every day of my life. I am blessed in every cell of my body. I am blessed in all of my relationships, the people I like and the people I don't like. Because you see, that's all just personalities. But if I'm living in principle, and I place principles before personalities, then I don't have to worry about those personalities. And if I have apologies to make, I go make the apologies. And I'm so joy-filled that I now live in a Sean, <laughs> Sean's world, that is allowed and able to face somebody's reaction as I make the apologies, as I make the restitution, as I do whatever that needs to be to clear up the air. Isn't that a wonderful thing? See, I have reason for joy. Do you? Are you safe? to apologize wherever necessary. Are you safe to even see where you have come up short if indeed you are someone who has come up short in any aspects of your life? I'm not saying all of you have. I don't like to generalize that way. But if you have, is it within you to go and say, oh, you know what? I forgot who I was. I forgot who I was when I said that. I I forgot. I recently did that with David. I... Uh, you know, for years I had been upset with him about something. You know, I was upset with for the first 10 years of our relationship. But it was just two weeks ago I realized where I came up short in that. I wanted him to not have done it. I wanted him to not have been who he was in the beginning of our relationship. Well, that's not possible. He was who he was, and I made up the rest. And so I called him on the phone and I said, I owe you this. I said, I spent so much time mad at you because I wanted you to have been different. And he knew I'd been mad at him. We talked about it relentlessly in therapy and what have you. Uh, but I couldn't quite own it because I was holding on. Well, he did this, but he did this, and he did this, and he did this. And, and, then, and then I just two weeks ago, I, re I got, oh, I wanted him to have been different. So I called him and said, I apologize. You know, and so what that does is when you, when you get to the point where you can own it, you, you make the the restitution, and not and not all restitution is I apologize, but some days it is. But you got to follow through with actions on the apology too. Then there's room for more joy in both yourself and in your relationship, and there's more room for more laughter. And, of course, the, the, the demonstration of love in your relationships. And I've worked for lots and lots of years to keep looking at myself. I'm not afraid to, to be wrong or to have been wrong. I'm really not afraid of it at all. If it's pointed out to me, I don't always acknowledge it right away. I acknowledge, oh, you think this way, but I don't know that I agree yet. I'll get back to you. 
and and I explore it, and I talk to mentors and people who have been because it would be codependent of me to just simply apologize and and oh I'm a bad person your feelings are hurt because of something I did but sometimes our feelings get hurt because of us not because of of them sometimes we have to look at ourselves and say oh my feelings were hurt because I thought this even though that's not what you were doing you know, sometimes people say things and it pushes a button from our past. Remember when I mentioned the past earlier? And, and I look at that. And so in, all, in all my years of studying, I'll say studying God, studying spirituality, and then looking to practice it because studying wasn't enough. Memorizing it wasn't enough. I needed to be a practitioner because the only way I could pass this along was from my own experience. I, I heard this. I tried this. And this is what I saw as a result. It's pretty simple. Heard this. Saw this and, then, and then did this. And, and it seems like it's never going to end. I have to... <laughs> this may be the first time I've ever said this. You know, Because we say things at random. They sound right, but we don't really believe it. This may be the first time I realized I'm never going to be perfect. <laughs> this may be the first time I realize I cannot throw the first stone ever. I will never be without stuff. I will never be fully healed. But, and here's the good news, I will always be good. Inherently good in God. And you will always be inherently good in what we call God. God is not a person deciding that we are good. God is consciousness. God is power. God is presence. God is intelligence. In that, in love, I am always good. And it's got nothing to do with how I feel. And it's got nothing to do with how I behave. It's got everything to do with what I inherently am, hence the cause for joy in my gut. I'm going to read a couple of things here. That's why I've been here with a microphone stand all this time, not as a prop. So we're going to look at my, my favorite book here, The Holy Spirit's Interpretation of the New Testament. Like I say, when I read this, I just feel like I'm having a conversation with spirit. Now, let me see, was this the one I wanted? No, this is, I want this next one. Because, yeah, it comes from Philippians. I think I want the other one first. It is Acts. Yeah, Acts. Yes, yes. And it's all the way down there. That's why I missed it, my highlight. Your joy, it's Acts uh, chapter 2. It says, your joy shall increase as you listen to the voice of the, of the Holy Spirit. You're the, your joy shall increase as you listen to the voice of Holy Spirit. Pay attention to that. Quit trying to get Spirit to listen to your voice. Your joy shall increase as you listen to the voice. So ask, Spirit, tell me what to think about this. And don't do this one. This is one I used to do. And tell me, it's da 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 da. <laughs> you know, out of the side of my mind, I'm trying to get spirit to tell me what my ego wants to hear. No. Be open and receptive to finding out you have been 
growth pace a little bit. Doesn't mean you have been horribly wrong. Doesn't mean you've been a clown. It doesn't mean any of that. It means you're off base. Off base. And it can be frightening to hear that sometimes or think, think of what I'm going to hear. But it always leads to a bright and brilliant solution. So anyway, your joy shall increase as you listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, for it shall lead you to see no value where there is none, and to know that love is already within your heart. See, so often when we beat ourselves up, we're saying, I'm not loved and I'm not lovable. Sometimes in a subtle way, but nevertheless, we're still saying it. And it's not true. Yay, good news. Uh, this love, which is the source of all joy, is not a special love that includes some, but not all. It is an encompassing love from which joy comes bursting forth from your heart into the world that you see. And then over here in Philippians chapter 4. Therefore stand firm within your true desire, and you stand firm within the feelings of the heart. Do not be distracted. Be the love that you are, and the love that you are shall be known by you rejoice in the gratitude of yourself, capital S, self. And it is your self that you shall see in all. Stand firm within the purpose of your heart, and your purpose shall be multiplied within you. Keep your mind with all things loving, with all things peaceful, and with all things joyous. And these are what you shall bring to you. Remember spirit and the words that have been shared with you. Mull over them. Share them with friends. Practice them with every breath. And thyself shall be known. Now here's the kicker. Uh, be joyful in all circumstances. I dare you. I just dare you. Something happens you say, oh, good for me. <laughs> oh, good for me. Thank you, God. And here's why. Be joyful in all circumstances, and more joy shall be added to you. For as you give, you shall receive. Be grateful, therefore, for the gifts that are stored in the inner chamber of your heart. Put your faith with those gifts, into, and to thy motive you are true. Greet your fellow people as yourself, remembering that they are as you are. There's great reason to be joy-filled. Because you're you. Because you're you. We are not walking defects of character. We are beings actually made in light and love. I'm not a scientist in that I could describe that we are also made of molecules and all sorts of other things of the flesh. But I do know that we are made as thinking beings and feeling beings and beings with an opportunity to choose how to think, to choose what to believe, and that we can choose joy. But we have to go within to that highest voice, that voice we cannot see, but it is possible to hear and ask Tell me what to think today so that I may be joy-filled, just like Sean promised. Thank you.